How do you stop giving yourself away? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name is Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today we're talking about that word that I'm sure all of you guys are just going to start rolling your eyes and being like, oh my God, can she come up with another topic, please? But we have to get back to a conversation about boundaries. Um, it we can't have the lives we want. We can't run the businesses we want. We can't run and like move through the world the way we want to without healthy boundaries. You've seen me talk about it on several episodes. And there was a part of me today that before I got on the mic, I was like, oh, maybe I should just choose a different topic. But here's the thing. We're talking about a time right now where people are reaching out. People are talking about their struggles. People are talking about their hurting and broken spots. My inbox is being filled with requests for me to address depression on the show. How do you help yourselves individually? How do you help a loved one who might be struggling? How do you know if someone is in a deep struggle and they're not just legit busy or introverts who don't want to hang out? There's a lot of angst in my inbox right now. Also in my inbox are multiple requests for free assistance. People who just want my two cents on something but are too shy to ask it on the podcast for fear that they might be recognized, which P.S. I don't think that that would happen, but um, or people who recognize that they really need to do the work, but they can't make a full time investment. But perhaps if they could just talk to me for an hour, they'd be able to figure things out. You get the picture. And I think that all of us at some point in time, regardless if we're, you know, service providers, um, daughters, mothers, fathers, sons, whoever we are, and however we move through the world, we have been asked for a handout, or we have been asked for assistance, or a favor, or something. And it can feel awful to say no, especially when the request, or the favor, or the gift, or the freebie on the surface feels like an easy give. It wouldn't tax us too much to just give someone a free hour to help them move even though our own parents are sick and we're doing caregiving on the side. Like whatever the request is, whatever the hurting spot that somebody wants us to soothe in the moment, on the surface, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal to say yes. But every single time we say yes to something, we are saying no to something else. And that choice has to be done mindfully. I was thinking about all the requests. I think I just like sort of sifted through and and looked at the different emails as I'm sort of, you know, working to prepare my own episode to talk about depression directly and how people can help and how people who are suffering can get some insight. And I was sifting through in between all of those letters, requests for my help, for my assistance, my diagnostics, and my experience. And it would be easy to say yes. But what happens if I say yes to everybody? Um, 
Um, am I losing out on the opportunity to have paying clients, to have people who are willing to move and invest? Am I sort of devaluing my own service, my own skills, and my own expertise because I kind of feel guilted or manipulated into doing it? People, you know, have said, hey, you told me to reach out. So this is me reaching out. And I don't think, yes, I ever said reach out for free help. But how do I address the needs of these folks? while also respecting myself. And sometimes that idea, that moment of saying no, of identifying, yes, I could help you, and yes, I'm choosing not to, is so excruciating to look at that we just say, yes, I'll help, and we just give ourselves away. Or we feel guilty or selfish, and the story gets wrapped around that we have no other choice but to say yes. Here's the thing, though. Right now, people are talking about their hurting and broken spots because it's on the news, because it's the rhetoric right now. It's the talking point that everybody's talking about. And I can tell you after, you know, being in the mental health field since when did I, since 94, I started college, right? So since 1994, I've been talking to people and learning about depression and anxiety and struggle and trauma. Everybody is still going to be hurting when the news feed changes, when the news cycle moves on to something else. The hurting is never going to stop. And I can't just say yes today because it's the topic du jour, because how am I going to help people tomorrow? And the reality is, is that I always am carrying a single pro bono client in my business. I've always had that rule that since brick and mortar private therapy days, I've always had somebody who I see pro bono. And when they finish their work, I move on and I offer that slot to somebody else. I am already helping on my terms by my design so that when people are asking for my help, I'm replying with that to say, you know what, I, you, I do always have a pro bono client on my caseload. I currently already have one. When this person finishes up, I'm gonna put you on a waiting list and I will check back with you to see if you need help. In the meantime, check out this resource, this resource, and this resource. And that was kind of my standard response to the request for help in my inbox this week. But what I want you all to think about is what are your plans? What are your boundaries for when people are asking more of you than you're prepared to give? Because what ends up happening, if you're like, if you don't have a plan like me and you don't have a system like I do where I'm, my system and my role is one pro bono client at all times, if you don't have that, you're suddenly in the reactive seat. Someone else is driving the car of your life or business because they're coming at you with a request and then you have to decide whether or not you're going to you're going to take, you know, say yes or whether or not you're going to say maybe, how you're going to respond. It puts you in the passenger seat of your life and your business. But if you can know ahead what your boundaries are, what you're willing to say yes to, what your conditions for saying yes are, it's so much easier to navigate. And you know, the example I always give, um, and you might have heard me talk about this on one of my earlier episodes of the show, but one of the best things I ever learned, um, 
a man that I was a contractor for. Um, so I contracted um, therapy services for his um, his business. Um, so I was I was seeing like employees and stuff of his business. I, I was talking to him one day about you know this idea that sometimes parents ask so much of their kids. Um, and you know what do you do when a parent asks for money? And what do you do when a parent asks for you know to stay at your house for a couple of months? Or you know how do you balance that need? How do you um, when someone is exceptionally needy, not a parent, how do you say yes? How do you say no? And this guy was like, hey, listen, you know, my mom's always coming around asking for money. And I can tell you what I do. I can tell you that she has a yearly budget on my accounting pages. And so when she needs a new roof, when she needs a new water heater, when her car breaks down and she asks for 200 bucks here, 300 bucks there, I say yes until she hits the limit for that yearly budget. And sometimes she hits the yearly budget by March. Sometimes she makes it till September. But once she's hit that number and I haven't told her what that number is, I just say, no, this isn't a good time. And I love that idea of being able to have a response mapped out. We are not always going to know what people are going to ask when they're going to ask it. But for people who are in the business building phase, people who don't have like their slots and their schedules filled and their work lives, this happens all the time. Hey, you work from home. Could you watch my kids for two hours? Hey, I know like you're, you know, you're not really busy right now. Would you be able to X, Y, Z? Like there are all of these requests or, you know, our free time that's spent um, creating content for our businesses or engaging in social media or doing something that we just love for pleasure. It's so like easy on some level, on the surface superficial level to just say yes to things because saying no is so hard. But if you have like three hours on a Wednesday sort of, you know, mapped out because you're going to write some blog posts, you're going to do some cold calling, you're going to follow up with some emails with people. And then somebody asks you to just watch their kids for a couple of hours, you might feel selfish for saying no. But you have to look at and examine the cost of what yes is going to be and the terms of your life and your business and the way you want to move through the world. Where are you going to get those extra hours back? And what is the plan? And if you are going to allow your quote unquote free time, because it doesn't seem like that big of a deal, to be compromised, how are you going to get that need met that at some point in time you would identify for yourself? We give ourselves away in so many different ways. Sometimes it's about when we accept disrespect and we ex accept the eye roll and the teeth sucking and the dismissive body language because it's not worth the hard conversation or it's not worth the awkward moment. Sometimes we're doing things we don't want to do because we don't want to be pressed back on saying no. One of the things just to kind of highlight a, a real-time example so I don't get too like pie in the sky with it is I remember when I was first starting my brick and mortar therapy practice 
it was like a field day for my friends because working in corporate, working in residential, I could somehow like be tied up from eight o'clock in the morning until 10 o'clock at night on some days. And it could be so busy that I wouldn't know emails were coming in. It was before the day of cell phones, really. So I didn't have to worry about my phone blowing up, but I would be unreachable for five days a week. Um, just, just flat out working, working, working. So when I moved to brick and mortar therapy practice and I was my own boss and I was setting my own hours, my friends just thought I could be free for lunch or I could go into work late or I could just change my schedule. Um, and when I said, well, no, if I don't have a client, I need to be doing the work to get a client. It was like, yeah, but you can do that tomorrow or it's just lunch or it's just coffee. No, it's not just lunch. And no, it's not just coffee. It's me building a business that right now it doesn't seem like why I need to take the hours between 10 and 2 when my first client comes to work on business building strategies or to work on sales or to work on my business. It's okay. You don't need to see that. I understand that you think I could just as well do that tomorrow. But if I do it tomorrow, I'm putting off, you know, sales I could be making today. It's that idea. You have to quietly know that and be fine with communicating it to say, hey, I know it looks like it's free time for me. I know you see that I don't have any clients right now, or I know you see I don't have like a specific measurable or observable thing to do. So it feels like free time to you. But I have to let you know that for me, it's important time. It's time that I'm going to do A, B, and C. And you may not get why it's a big deal. And you may not see it's important. But I hope you can respect the boundary. But if you know that you were going to protect that time, that that is not time that gets interrupted by someone's last minute request or time, you know, request for a social chat or something like that. It's so much easier to be prepared and to say no, rather than being in the reactive chair when someone calls you crying or when someone's, you know, really, you know, frustrated, frazzled and, you know, in a tight pinch. Because here's the thing that people don't realize. Here's the value in setting boundaries and saying no, is that when you stop giving yourself away, you are way more willingly, you're more capable of showing up willingly for other situations. You're so much more willing to help offer extra over deliver when you're in control of when, where, and how you do that. But when you do it from the passenger seat of your life or your business, it doesn't come from a genuine place. You end up building resentment. It ends up feeling forced, fake, um, and kind of against your will, if I'm going to be honest, because you're basically saying yes, because you're either afraid or you don't know how to say no. And if you keep putting yourself further and further down on your own list, you're not taking care of yourself you're not taking care of your business and everyone starts to suffer from that eventually. I don't like being the person who says no to a pile of people looking for pro bono assistance for me. That doesn't feel good. But being the person who says yes year long to the idea of helping somebody for free, I love that idea. 
The only way I can do it past the news cycle, past the rhetoric, past the news feeds, is if I stay clear on who I am and how I move through the world. And now I have to tell you, I don't feel bad or selfish for saying no. Certainly it's uncomfortable. Certainly it's a little bit awkward. I do feel like, have I somehow sent a mixed message? I've been saying on the show, reach out, I'll help if I'm here. But no, I haven't sent a mixed message. (laughs) No, I'm not looking to just, you know, get on a rooftop and give my shit away for free. That's not who I am. That's not how I move through the world. And I'm not going to disrespect my talent that way. That's the other thing to this. And I've used this example before on the show. You guys who have listened have heard me say it. But, you know, one of the classic examples I've always talked about is like when I used to do relationship counseling with um, a lot of women, mostly women found me. Um, And they'd they'd have just had a breakup with the guy, you know, the guy who ghosted, the guy who had a second life that nobody knew about, the guy who never showed up, the guy who was inconsistent. And he, he didn't want a relationship again, but he was really hoping they could be friends or they could just get together for coffee every once in a while or maybe just meet up for breakfast. And I would turn to these women, I'd look them dead in the face, and I would say, why does he get to have you? He didn't want all of you. So why is he entitled to a piece of you? And that was relationship advice that really works when it comes to life advice for boundaries. Why does someone get to have you? You need to be able to answer that question. That way you are in control of the narrative. You get to say yes when you want to on your time and on your dime. You get to mindfully apply why someone gets this piece of you, gets this extra. What often happens is people say yes simply because they don't know how to say no. So I'm going to give you the script. It's the same thing you've heard me talk about on the show several times. Transparent communication. You don't have to say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm busy. Or, oh, actually, I never saw that that call came through. I'm sorry. Or I really would love to, but da-da-da-da-da. And, you know, spin some tall tale. You simply can say, you know what? I'm so glad you reached out and asked for my help. I really wish I could say yes today. Unfortunately, I can't because you might not understand or see it as reason enough to say no, and I recognize that, but I hope you'll accept my decision. Just give a script. So many times people simply say yes because they don't know how to say the word no, so I'm giving you that. Just communicate transparently. I wish I could say yes. I'm saying no because you may not understand, you may not agree, and I have to accept that. That way you're not dodging the issue. You're talking about it matter-of-factly, very specifically, but you're no longer giving yourself away. Because what ends up happening with these easy requests and these easy gives is we don't know we're flat out spent until we're flat out spent. Sometimes we don't see the warning side So because somebody's just taking a little piece. They're asking for five minutes here or, or a free hour there or something, and we don't notice it's happening. 
until suddenly we're drowning. You know, and we don't want to get to the danger, danger sign for ourselves. We don't want to get to that place where we are, you know, suffering from oxygen ourselves because we didn't put the oxygen mask on ourselves first. We can change, we can control saying yes. I'm not telling people to say no every single time. What I'm saying is to say yes with intention, to do a gut check. Why does someone get to have you? Is this a situation where you're saying yes, but you want to say no? Are you making a compromise? What are you compromising on? Can you get that need met somewhere else? If you do that gut check, if you walk yourself through that, you're no longer just giving yourself away. You're leading the charge. You're in control of the narrative. You're in control of your life and you're in control of your business. Then you're not giving yourself away. You're sharing yourself. And that feels better. It feels more human. It feels more genuine. It feels more compassionate and giving. And when it doesn't feel heavy, and when it doesn't feel like a burden, when it doesn't feel messy or like you're trapped, like, well, that was super awkward. I, you know, I put out on my podcast that if people need help, they can reach out. And now I have to say no. When you can change that story and tune into who you say yes to, that feels better. You're breathing, the oxygen mask is on yourself, and you find your way, and you move through the world and your life and your business in a way that's consistent with you. Because that reactive seat is so hard to sit in. It makes you crawl out of your skin. You don't know what's going to happen next. It puts you in that like mini subtle fight or flight response where you're constantly dodging requests. So stay in the driver's seat because what you're doing in doing so is you're also scanning and you're just zooming out that lens. Right now, everyone's in close-up mode, right? Everyone's talking about depression. Everyone's talking about loss. Everybody's talking about the mental health crisis our country's having. That's fine. But if you zoom out that lens, you're going to realize this issue is still going to be lasting for months and months ahead. And that is true for pretty much any situation. You could take out the mental health piece and insert whatever it is people are asking you for. It's hard when you're an empath. It's hard when you're a sentimental, emotional person. It's hard to recognize that sometimes saying no is the most compassionate thing you can do because you know you're holding the big picture. But that is my challenge to you before you say yes before you just think to yourself this is small this isn't a big deal i just want you to do that gut check why does this person get to have you and if you have an answer that you can live with that feels right and good that fills you up then you're on the right path if you don't think that person gets to have you and you just don't know how to say no then you're setting yourself up for failure And we don't want that. That's not what the purpose of the show is. That's not what the purpose of these discussions are. So set yourself up for success. Get yourself in the driver's seat. Have a plan. Know what your boundaries are. Have the script. Have the responses laid out. You're not going to be able to predict everyone's specific need and specific situation. But if you give it some thought, my guess is you'll have a good idea. Because you're driving the ship. You're staying on course. It's your life, your business, your terms. 
thanks so much to you know for having this conversation with me thanks so much too for your patience those of you who are waiting for me to sift through the letters and come up with a show on depression i appreciate your patience with that i've gotten back to all of you one-on-one so hopefully you're not waiting too hard but that is a conversation I'm going to have on the show this week. I just want to work to get it right. And I don't want this discussion to be discouraging of people sending me letters. I'm not looking to sort of shut the narrative down. But I am using it as a real-time, real-life example for how this looks in regular everyday life because mindset really is a daily practice we have to work on it every day and it and this is what it looks like and this is how we have to walk ourselves through it and any person who wants my two cents on this podcast the best questions make for the best pod so you're gonna have to put your big girl and boy pants on get specific let me know how you'd like my help and i'll gladly answer it on the show anytime you can always find me over at heather at choose to have it all.com Thanks so much for today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.